Welcome back to the Daily Snap. It is Tuesday night again. We have a new feature location, Warrior Falls. Uh, this one has been in the game for about a week now. I've actually had it a couple times show up already in my games. So I had a little bit of experience with it. I did want to go in and kind of confirm a couple things with it. Um, just so you guys know, it is it is like total power versus total power. And then it destroys the lowest Thing on the losing side it's kind of a, a little bit important to note just so you know you're might be thinking like oh my guy has a high power but if you know if it's a total power thing then it kind of just I'm pretty confident that if they have 20 and you have 19 they're gonna pick off your your lowest card on there and then drop you to you know the, the whatever lower level is I had a game earlier where I was able to drop four dooms, uh, get to 20, and my opponent was at 19, and I picked off like his 1-2 or something like that um, to win the location. So just be weary of that, that it is a, it, it's a little bit of a confusing wording. As you can see, it says, after each turn, cards here fight, destroy the weakest ones. Um, so I think if you do have two of the same that are the same power level, so if you have two threes and I have two fives, then your two threes would both be destroyed, I believe. So... Just be weary of it. It's a little bit of a wonky wording. Um, so uh, j just don't be shocked if you kind of get beat on something that you were not certain of. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of lessons learned type thing. Um, sweet location, though. Uh, it's an awesome location uh, in the comics and specifically in the movies. Um, you know, this is where they do the ceremonies and, and like the big... Uh, fights and things like that um, between Killmonger and T'Challa uh, so you know really really cool spot in the movie and in the comics uh, really cool to see how like you know it is a fight to the death essentially um, in front of these war, war, in front of these falls so I really enjoy the uh, the spice there from it um, really quickly guys I did want to shout out um, Marvel Snap Zone you know this is an awesome website they have a bunch of you know they have daily articles there's a deck builder on here there's a collection builder on here um you know you can link it straight to videos and articles and things like that so i just wanted to shout these guys out i mean i utilize this website almost every day uh just to look for information whenever i get a new card i kind of go here see what other people are doing with it um, it is. It can be a little difficult uh, to start because obviously, if you're just needing a pull three, like oh, I got this new pull three card, and you click on it, there might be like five other. There might be twenty decks with it, but they might all have five or six pull three cards. So um, it, it has obviously it, it, it is what it is because it's what other people are uploading to the website, but. Oh, all around, you know, with the articles on the website and um, just the the even the guides and things like that. Having to be able having another way to look at your collection, you can actually add your collection completely into it and then hit what can I build with type scenario, 
um, and it'll show you some of the best decks that you can potentially build or similar decks that people are succeeding with and things like that. Um, but great place to, to kind of get some ideas. So definitely shout out to Marvel Snapstone. They're doing an incredible job. They've been going for as long as the game has been in beta. Uh, so just wanted to quickly shout out to them and uh, thank them for all that they're doing because they really, truly do a wonderful job. All right, so um, I did kind of show you there. So I had a little bit of a, a, a kid problem tonight. So I kind of already was brainstorming the deck and what it would look like. Uh, so this is just really quickly here. Um, this is another one where I think you can just play your normal deck if you want to and just be weary of the location. Um, if you really just want to straight hoser the location... Uh, a phenomenal card is just Colossus. Uh, you don't ever have to worry about this guy being destroyed because he doesn't be destroyed, so he just kind of is annoying. Um, so Colossus is really good for it. Armor is really good for it. You know, just two cards that just completely ignore the location pretty much altogether. Um, so feel free if you don't really want to make any key changes to the decks you're playing, then I would just play one of those cards. Armor or Colossus, either one, they just kind of hose the, the location as a whole, so, uh, obviously you can be weary of, like, um, of a, of an Enchantress or something like that, you know, maybe people are going to be teching for that, but all in all, that's kind of, you know, what, what I would be doing, um, but what I wanted to do is, as always, you know, with the Tuesday Nights, is I wanted to give myself a reason to build some, build around it, have some fun, play some cards I don't normally play, you can see here, like I have several here. I mean, this is literally a vanilla card. Um, so <laughs> haven't played many games with that. Uh, probably none at all. But this is a cool reason to kind of do it And you know, as I go through this. So I have Hood. Um, the one drops are Hood, Zero, and Ebony Maul. So Ebony Maul is pretty phenomenal. I mean, early on, there's nothing in the game, for one, that's going to really compete with you, even with Hood. You know, they get a six star, uh, you know, a six. It's not even close to the same thing. So, if you really want to get away with it early, an Ebony Maul on the Warrior Falls is probably a good protector. I mean, later on, I mean, even later on in the game, like straight up seven power is a, it's an incredible number. So, uh, it's definitely very difficult to beat Ebony Maul on the spot. If you're able to zero it, even better. You can, you know, continue and play with it later. Um, but Hood is another great option, you know, get a Hood earlier, get yourself a Demon, and then of course later on with our two drops, you know, we're rocking Bucky Barnes, Carnage, and Lizard. Um, so Bucky Barnes is another duh, like you basically just offer up your Bucky Barnes to the Warrior Falls if they play to it early, and then you just end up with a, with a Winter Soldier, god damn it, why, why, with a Winter Soldier, which is two, uh, that's a pretty good trade-off for most times, you know, that kind of trade is probably going to get you the win early on unless they start doubling down. But it, like, it kind of forces them into the location, so it, it can work in your favor. Um, Lizard's just another one kind of comparable to Everly Mall. Early on, this is just the card that if you drop it on there, uh, he's going to be 5 power. It's very unlikely that you're going to see a lot of games with Warrior Falls where your opponent has 4 cards on it. So that's another big one. Uh, so you're not really too concerned with his ability going down. However, not the end of the world if you do end up uh, zeroing him. You know, zero on the lizard. 
still a fine play. You know, they don't have to worry about the negative power ever. Um, so that's a big thing. So our threes, I'm playing Sabretooth. Uh, mostly, this is probably the 12th card in the deck. I think this is the most interchangeable card by far. I just haven't really played with him. And I figure he's another one that if your opponent does have, you know, a really strong early play, then getting Lizard in there to get him for free later could really end up being good and, and give you some play somewhere else. Um, but all in all, I think this is like a pretty mediocre card uh, in general. But with Warrior's Falls, knowing you're going to get stuff killed, I mean, four power is still pretty strong. You basically would have to not play anything there early and they'd have to have something big so this is pretty fringe but it does still work well enough the carnage that it's fine uh i think polaris is a big one um for as my other three this is just the way to draw people into it and just create absolute blowouts um you know if your opponent plays away from it they don't want anything to do with it well then you drop polaris on it move their two drop to it and then kill their two drop so uh or their one drop, whatever. If you're able to snag a one or a two with the card, you know, with Polaris on three, you're going to be in a pretty good position. So I, I really like this ability as a just a straight, you know, <laughs> this is just the a, a targeted removal in the game with Warrior Falls. So I, I think that this is a pretty strong card today. Uh, Maximus, much like Ebony Maul, is just a giant stat stick, you know, seven power. Uh, you know, once again with zero, zero is a, a key component in this in this deck for a lot of the reasons. But zeroing your Maximus is a pretty good play. You're gonna pick up that seven power on the on there. You don't have to give them their two cards, but in some games you might not even care. This this guy is not bad to play late either. Like if you're just able to drop seven power later on in the game for three, it's pretty powerful. I mean, honestly, like Polarius and Maximus on your turn six, that's still 12 power and can be separated, can be used to move a character out of it, to mess up Ant-Mans and things like that. So, like, this combination of cards is not going to be bad at all later on in the game. Um, and then we have Arrow. So Arrow's another big one. Um, you know, move all enemy cards, play this turn to this location. So this is definitely a way to, you know, have, you know, if you do get the early setup where you're zero and the Ebony Maul, and then later on you can, you know, you can just, like, if they're just going to avoid it because they can't beat Ebony Maul and they know you can play onto it, it's a pretty good deal. Like, if you're able to set up, like, like a good uh, a good board state on it, Arrow might just flat out win you the game on five. Because if your opponent's trying to avoid it, and the next thing you know, they're playing a card, you know, they're setting up their turn five, and you're like, nope, we'll just Arrow, move it over, and then kill it off. Um, it's very good against Wong decks. This card's blown me out a few times now, uh, especially if they're ahead. If they're ahead and you and you and like and they arrow and you know they play their White Tiger or whatever they're going to play on their five on their Wong ability, and arrow moves it, so they miss their Wong. On top of that, whatever they're normally Wonging, it's not powerful, which means arrow is going to be able to battle it one on one and take it out. I think this is a really good card today, uh, or for the next couple days in general. I think it's you're going to get a lot of people on turn five with this card. Uh, big deal. Um, it's also good against Professor X decks, honestly. Like, uh, granted, if you have to be ahead for the Professor X decks, but for straight up five for five, you know, if you're moving that card over to you, it's a pretty good deal. Ironically, also good against Hobgoblin um, on the Warrior Falls because. 
as long as they have another card on in play, well then when you battle, you'll just lose your your you'll just you'll, you'll just kill their own hobgoblin. So that's uh, interesting to note as well. A um, lot of play in Arrow today. I, I I think I'd be excited for it. So Doc Ock's a weird one. Um, there's definitely some situations where just playing this on five into the warrior falls like if you have some backup could end up in a way to just like straight kill two characters you know if you have a nice little setup you know let's just say you have like a maximus um or a polaris on the spot already and then you dock off the spot and you pull in four things it's not a guarantee that it's gonna like win you the game there's obviously some variables variables involved here but there's a chance that with enough power, like, you're just winning that spot anyway. And then with winning that spot, you now just get to pick off two characters out of their hand that they probably didn't want there to begin with. Um, so that's a pretty important note. Obviously, once again, it's 10 power. So if we zero it, then you just get a 10 power dude on the spot that is really tough to beat. Um, and then the last thing is going to be Magneto. This is another way that just kind of really mess up with your opponent's board state. Obviously, we're doing this all over the place with Polaris, Arrow, and Magneto, 3, 5, and 6. So you have a lot of lane control with this deck, uh, which is kind of what it's going for. It's obviously being utilized to bring cards to a point to kind of pick them off and destroy them. 6 power for 12. You know, it's it's adding a lot, obviously. So, yeah. This is definitely, like I said, you know, the Tuesdays, my favorite part about Tuesdays is that this is just like the first thing that kind of came to mind and where I was at with it and just the unique little iterations that you can do and have fun with it um, because it's a very unique location. It's not like last month where it's like, hey, who's the high score? This is very much a lane control um, type card where you can really you know, affect your opponent if you can win the location well enough. Um, so we'll put this to, to the test for a game. Just so you guys can see the deck in general. Obviously, we've seen this before in the past that there's no guarantee that I'll get the Warriors Falls, but I wanted to just play at least one game so you guys can kind of see the gameplay of the deck. So, not the greatest starting hand. Ebony Maul is fine. Give a card in each player's hand, plus one cost to hit our Carnage. Um, so, I think we're just going to hold off this turn, see what they do. Like, obviously, they drop a Sunspot there. That's fine. Um, we're gonna get a random card here. So I think since we're gonna get a random card here, we're just gonna put our Ebony Maul here and kind of just move on with life. Like, we know we're gonna get some more power there. Um, kind of is what it is. We'll see what happens. We can kind of try and manipulate the board later. Uh, this is an interesting one. I think we actually might just want to do this here. Um... It's either that or we just Bucky here and then Carnage. Maybe we'll just do that. Alright, so they wave. So that's interesting. Um, Alright, let's see what we get. So we got Quake. That's cool. That's a little different. I mean, that's kind of good for us because now that's 10 power. We're going to draw two cards there. Um, Alright, so... They're going to probably play for Asgard. I think we should just arrow to here. Oh, all right, well, they just match us anyway, so they get Doom. That's cool. 
so we get to draw two cards. Not not unhappy about this. <laughs> it's totally fine with us. Um, Alright, so we have a lot of really interesting things here. I think if we just do this this turn and get everything here and clutter the board so he can't... I mean, if we hit Odin, we're probably going to lose, I think. Um, maybe not. Let's see, so he has five cards in hand. Uh, so we can just hood here, because it's going to be turn five. And then this, and then we just set up this. I think that's what we're going to have to try and do. This might turn into where we just Magneto on six and try and disrupt, see what happens. Yeah, so he Jubilee's there, whatever. I mean, he gets the Odin, which is what we were kind of afraid of, to be honest. Alright, so if we 10 here, that's 18. And then if we just 6 here, I guess like maybe we lose to that. I'm trying to think like he already played a lot of his heavy hitters, but he if he just plays. Yeah. So I think maybe. Well, this can't win. So this has to win here. If it wins, there's no guarantee that it wins. Um, this is all threes and fours, so I can't move there, can't move there, so that's not going to do anything. Polaris could pull, nope, um, so if he does it here, which is what I would do, if this is White Tiger, he plays White Tiger here, he reveals first though, so I can't really compete with any of those things. Um... Yeah, I mean, like, I think this is the only chance we have. But if he just white tigers, I lose. Uh, honestly, even if he just anything here, I lose. But I'll stay in just to so, you know, this is kind of the most. So he Chavez is there, and I think that's good enough for us to get the win. So, tight game. Uh, close win, but that's kind of the general gist of how this deck would play out. Um trying to leverage lanes that way. I think this game probably couldn't have went better for him, if we're being honest, with him hitting the Jubilee, uh, hitting the Odin on the Jubilee. That was pretty damn fortunate. Um, I think he just played wrong. I'm not really sure why he played for mid, if I'm being honest. Uh, if he just plays to the right, I don't think I can win the game. So, you know, that's why we play games sometimes. Uh, we're not unhappy about it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're pretty okay with it. So, that's what we're looking at today, guys. Um, you know, and said, this is just first thing that came to mind again. Uh, just having fun with some new cards that I don't play a whole lot of games with. You know, Doc Ock, that's the first game I've ever played Doc Ock. The first time I've ever played Doc Ock. So, um, hopefully you guys enjoy the new location. You know, Warrior Falls, as I said, awesome place in lore. Um, pretty interesting location. A lot of unique things are going to end up happening uh, on top of it. So... Have fun today, enjoy it, and we'll catch you guys next Tuesday. See ya.